want to welcome you back, and I say back, assuming that you have listened to our first podcast. So the five of you. That, that's right. <laughs> hey, hey, it'll grow as time goes on. Uh, I'm Tim Madeira. I'm Wayne Morgan. I'm Brian Krause. Chris McNaney. And I'm Jake Claypool. And I know that doesn't give you enough to go on, uh, but you will get to know our voices as time goes on, and we look forward to sharing with you uh, things that will help you out in your Parenting. Uh, we've got a bunch of great youth pastors here and looking forward to talking about some things that are important to us and should be important to you because uh, a lot of these guys get to deal with teens on a regular basis. And so let's jump right in to something that I know every teen and adult, let's face it, faces. That's anxiety. Mm. We all have our own anxieties. What's yours, Wayne? I don't even know. Yeah, it was actually that you would put me on the spot because I have no idea. There's nothing running through my head right now. So, all right. Uh, how about you, Brian? I tend to spread myself too thin. Oh, okay. Um, I am a yes man, he man got real. a lot of the time. I yeah. really, I have a hard time saying no to people. Like, if I can do something for someone, like I want to be a part of it and I want to do it, but at the expense of my own self, because then it comes time to do the thing, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Oh, why did I do like why did I say I'd do this? Yeah. Because I was coming from a genuine place when I agreed to do it. Yeah. But then it's like my wife said that to me about this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I find myself getting stressed or anxious about doing those things because I'm like, I have so much other stuff going on. Why did I say yes to another thing? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chris? Yeah. I think so for me, I speak for a living. I'm a pastor, and so I will still have dreams where it's Sunday morning and the pastor, my senior pastor is like, Hey, you gotta preach today. And I'm like, What? <laughs> or I like didn't fully prepare or I did a lot of acting so I'll like be at a show I'll have dreams where I'm at a show I don't know my lines Um, I still have dreams where (laughs) I'm in college and it's the end of the semester and I didn't go to a class the whole year (laughs) like I I still have these dreams Um, my personality I want to do well at things Mm -hmm, and so I just have dreams about not doing well at things those are my nightmares there's no monsters there's just there's just (laughs) failing the good news Chris is that the college dreams go away eventually I can't wait (laughs) it just gets filled in by other stuff that's That's exactly right (laughs) that's right it's the next piece of anxiety how about you jake uh for me it's more so the safety uh thing i think of worst case scenarios and like everyday life all the time uh one of the interesting things is the post 9-11 generation we we don't realize as adults that there were kids who were formative in their in their anxiety and now they are adults Mm -hmm. and so um and that's actually brought about the uh they call them the lawnmower parents where they're going to remove all of the pain <laughs> every all. chance that anything can happen to their kids they try and wipe it out yeah Mow it down. and so that, that's actually kind of like it's so interesting to see that the the post 9-11 perspective you yeah. know like i i don't even i don't think about it too much but i was there when metal detectors came apart of life and mm, i was yeah. there when things like that and but there was a lot of kids who are afraid of like my i I've talked to students who are afraid of terrorism, like to right. the point of anxiety and like stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we had a middle generation there that had very little to fear. Like for instance, your parents, Jake, they sure. probably grew up during uh, the cold war where they had people diving under desks as you know, and oh, then the we went through this shelter. Yeah. Buildings. The fallout. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. I had it when I was growing up in, in an elementary school. Right. And then we went through this time period where everything was okay. Mm-hmm. And then as you mentioned, Wayne, we had that 9-11 thing that happened that 
made everybody scared again. Yeah. Because yeah. we thought it was all done. Mm-hmm. Right. And the recession, too, that created another type of anxiety for oh, a lot yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Financial recession. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to do a podcast on finances yeah, because yeah. that's huge. It really is. We right. have become a debt nation. Oh, yeah. We're okay with debt. We didn't used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your grandparents probably grew up in a time where they held on to everything. Yeah. And then our parents kind of swung the other way <laughs> where they just spent and we've i think taken it to a whole new level yeah uh, but we're not going there right? that's right yeah <laughs> i have some statistics on anxiety is that right that, that would be great i think they're really interesting i think it's important too to say that we're going to do a second podcast on this because mm. there's a difference between stress and anxiety 100 yeah, yeah. and we're going to cover that on the next one so right. i found out that the national institute for mental health considers this an epidemic there's an yeah. epidemic oh, of anxiety yeah. 50 million americans have panic attacks wow 50 million americans I believe it. it's the number one mental health problem for women number two for men mm-hmm. second only to like uh substance abuse i'm pretty sure drug and alcohol addiction mm. that kind of thing for the average high school student they have the same anxiety as the average psych patient from the 50s wow mm-hmm. yeah wow. insane that wow. And say they would be hospitalized. Uh, and another study found that Unique the U.S. choice of words there, Chris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> U.S. Uh, said that they, one study found the U.S. was the number one nation for anxiety in the whole world. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. You know, there's all kinds it, of factors we're going to talk about. It doesn't surprise me one bit. But why? Why would we be? I mean, we are the wealthiest nation in the world. We are probably one of the safest nations right, yeah. in yeah. the world. In many ways. Well, why? I, I, I've, there's a couple of reasons I feel like that I've seen. And, and again, coming from my personality, <laughs> it happens a lot growing up. Um, but I, I think the biggest one that I feel everybody struggles with to some extent is the comparison. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you're looking at everybody you're else. You're always looking at everybody else, you know, and especially um, God as calls sports that have the got. 10th commandment. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny he addressed that. He did, yeah. He hit that, that right yeah, at the that, beginning. But that was before Instagram. <laughs> yeah. right? I could see how great everybody else's lives were and how much mine stunk. Right, now, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to say what the 10th commandment is for those Go, who are yes, not. Yes, please do. Please Don't do covet, you know. Okay. Um, and so, like, well, it's so funny. Like, we have, it is a comparison society yeah. because of social media has just made it so much harder to mm. not compare yourself to other people. Don't want other people's junk. That's, what That's right. Yeah. Well, and, that, and there's a, um, I was listening to a podcast and uh, this woman, Karen Smith, who's a researcher for Word of Life, Dean of Students, she actually found a, a study where it said from 1980s to now, the anxiety has gone up 1,200%. 1,200%. And uh, the biggest one that she talks about is that comparison. Mm-hmm. You know, as sports have grown, as Instagram, social media, it's all about looking at each other's lives, seeing what each other has, and wanting to emulate that. Whether it's because of something we're missing in our home life, mm-hmm. whether it's because we're missing, uh, if it's like the American family type atmosphere, the American dream, and we're missing that, we're seeing somebody else, we're living through them vicariously. Mm-hmm. And, I, yep. and that that carries a lot of weight. No, and I just want to come back to, to stress a lot of a misconception I think people have of to it. stress. And, and it's... <laughs> Sorry. Huh? You just said to stress. Oh, to stress. <laughs> to stress. You to stress Excuse something me. about stress. Yeah, I want to yeah. stress this point here. No, uh, a common misconception that people have is that stress is a mental tension that's caused by problems. Mm. A lot of the things that I'm seeing in my own student ministry, it's the exact opposite. It's it's teenagers taking on too many things that they don't need to be a part of. You know, just because all of them are going on doesn't mean you need to be a part of them. And their parents are also, like we talked about the lawnmower parents, those same parents sometimes are the ones that are like, you need to be a part of this because you got to go to college and you got to 
go to college to get a good job and get a good job to make a lot of money and then you're going to be set mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's the mindset we have right now i think that's a good uh, transition because i think many parents are going to say from this point like what does my kid have to worry about i've given yeah, them right. everything they need to be safe mm-hmm. and have yep. no worries what are they even stressed about so it'd be important to like talk about what the teenage brain is doing and and why they're experiencing this stress when in reality there's nothing to be anxious about you know yeah. there's not mm-hmm. a lot of external threats yeah that's really interesting i um over the summer i did a um for camp speaking i came across four happy brain chemicals and so one of them is actually released through exercise and um, i was talking with a basketball coach and he's like do you realize that my kids don't pick up a basketball all through the summer because they're just too busy Hmm. Like they're going, 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 and they didn't have a chance to to play basketball. And I, I, we were just talking, and I said, "Well, yeah, when I was playing basketball in you know the '90s, it was safe to go to the basketball court. Nowadays, it's not. Yeah. You know, so they're not able to go out to the basketball court. But what mom and dad have done is they've built a basketball court in their backyard. But it's not fun <laughs> yeah. by yourself, sure. right? Wow. You know, so there's yep. there's these little things that are going on, like exercise actually releases a chemical to make you happy. It yeah. releases. It reduces anxiety. I have not experienced that. I used to experience it. I have. So watched, I still do. I have watched runners. I've never seen a happy runner. Amen. Man, Amen. they look like they're in pain the whole time they're going. Well, but that's what it is. And they're icing afterwards because they're really in pain. Well, that's why you stick to weights. Ex- <laughs> you're looking at the extremists here, like uh, so. But like, there's an endorphins. Uh, there's yeah. endorphins that are released mm-hmm. just through moderate exercise. Exercise. So you're not talking right. about you know the the marathon, or you're talking no. about no. just getting like, out there. It's and like doing a euphoria something. that happens over yeah. you a little yeah. bit when yeah. you're when you're. It's a it's a natural high in a sense. It is. As some people call it. It yeah. is you exactly know, that, that. Mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's through stretching. It's through yeah. walking. It's like. Um. But the more we are overweight, the harder it is for you to release those endorphins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so you're saying one of the things that we can do to encourage our kids is uh, um, some man, kind of exercise, and that does not health. mean moving the thumbs. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and it, I know right. I've got a bunch of gamers in here, but uh, it's an increased heart rate. Fortnite. <laughs> a little subliminal there <laughs> not so yeah increased heart rate is yeah. is one of those things that you know just a walk it's swimming mm. it's just getting out you know like yeah. one of the things we love to do as a family is hike you know we're, we're not doing anything too crazy mm-hmm. um but like when we when the older kids like to hike i'm sore afterwards <laughs> uh, but like that that's one of the things you can do to help your kids is actually get them moving, get them doing something. I went, uh, I had a friend that went to like a therapist and he, he was having some depression problems and the therapist said, keep coming to me first of all, but go see your doctor, like Mm. go get a health check. He said over half of the time, there is something physical in your life, mm-hmm. whether and he said go exercise, make sure you're eating better, like that kind of stuff will make a world of difference real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing that actually releases that endorphin is laughing. Ah, so it's listen exact, to this podcast exactly. So, <laughs> we're laughing. <laughs> it's the exact same endorphin that is released when you're exercising is when you're enjoying something, when you're having a good time, when you're laughing. That's that brain chemical is being released. So a lot of our homes are places of tension, mm. and so if dad is not taking himself, if he's taking himself way too seriously, yeah. the whole family yes. is looking around the, like a deer in the headlights. Oh. You know. 
Well, and it's also too that the idea of Chris was bringing up the like, what are those tension points? It's all like, I mean, fake news, social media, they're getting bombarded (laughs) with so many different tension points outside, not even just in the home, but outside everywhere they go. You know, they're talking about, oh, what's happening in in politics or the bad things that are happening overseas, the the shootings that are happening here. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. all of this for a middle schooler and a, a, a teenager is like just information overload so i can't imagine on top of that having that full tension at home like wayne's talking about where maybe it is a dad or a mom just taking themselves too seriously yeah and, and there are things that we don't even think about and i think you're bringing it up right there jake when you said about uh, the way we're bombarded with things yeah. the vietnam generation when the vietnam war was brought into mm. people's homes we saw a lot of unrest now mm. i'm not going to get into the politics of it but the point was that there were a lot of people here in the states that couldn't do <clears throat> anything about the war but protested, right. and they took to the streets. Right. In World War One and World War Two, a lot of us people went and fought. Right, uh, but it wasn't in our living rooms until much later. They saw it in the trailers and the movie theaters and things like that. Right. But it wasn't like it is or was then, and or is doubly, triply, wow. yeah. you know, just amazing amount of media that brings us things that happen around the world that mm-hmm. we can't an do instant. anything no. about. And, right. and tell me if you agree. I think a student is going to look for a safe place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to find it. Amen. And I hope they find it in your home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good, Chris. Yeah. That is really good. Yep. Needs to be a place where they can come, where they can share their fears, where they can say, you know what? This is what's bothering me. Okay. How can we find out what it is that's stressing our kids. And I mean getting to the root of it, not just saying, what are you stressed out about? Because well, that's not going to give you the answer I right. know from yeah. experience. Yeah, <laughs> And I think that one of the things is creating a safe space for your kid is different than finding out what they're afraid of because a lot of the times we're in- entertained about the thing that's stressing our kid out. Okay, right. You know, point. like yeah. some of us are like constant news <laughs> yeah. cycle and we're like, oh, breaking news on this news yeah, channel. Yeah, and so it's true. like, no, it's always breaking news. Yeah. It was breaking news about Britney Spears 20 years ago. It's not really breaking news. Come on, guys. I had to give it up. I did. (laughs) You want to to get stressed, turn on the TV and watch the news. That's That's why I don't. I refuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so then what do we do? I I think it's exactly what you're doing. It's asking good questions. Okay. You know, engaging Mm -hmm. with your your teenagers, your middle schooler, uh, who, who maybe doesn't feel like they have a voice, and you're giving them, again, creating that safe place. Asking them good questions, not like, oh, how was your day, honey? Right. You're going to get the same answer, but engaging them like, hey, I, I, I know you probably saw this, but how, how does this situation or this thing make maybe make your view of God askewed or how does this engage with your beliefs right now? And then just listen. Mm-hmm. Don't say statements. Yeah. Just listen. Yeah. Listen. And then what if they're heretical, man? What if what they say <laughs> is, is not like they're very right. super wrong? What would you I, and do, I think Jake? for me, at least it's again, just keep asking them questions to help them realize some truth. Right. And then, okay. Personal experience here. Okay. Uh, my dad, I found out as I got into college, struggle with anxiety and depression, which mm. caused a lot of the tension in my home. Mm. And had he shared that with wow. me yeah. and engaged with me in well, that, you mean he struggled. He with struggled it. with it. Oh, and okay. on top of that, then I did mm-hmm. because that was a part of my DNA. As I shared a little bit earlier, you know, I, I it's one of my things is worry. And, and had I known we connected on that level, yeah, that would have changed the conversation. Well, and I think a part of it is parents opening up as well as the listening aspect. And that's I've I, I've liked to say that, you know, 
the sins of the fathers is a real thing, mm. you know, yeah. like in the Bible, it talks about your sins are carried on to third and fourth generation. And a lot of the times, and I've said this before, but like, I think we, I have to remind myself of this. My kids will find my sin. Yeah. Like it's genetically yeah. built into <laughs> yeah. who they are. And what I've found more and more is as parents try to shield their kids from their past regrets, right. mm-hmm. those kids find yep. that sin and then they perfect it. Right. Right. Like it's yeah. to a different level. Yeah. 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 And you so just we've... scared a bunch of parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, like were you ever given a chance to have those conversations like oh, yeah. Jake was was talking yeah. about? Because if they weren't, then they're just going to continue the cycle and go sure. on with mm. their kid. They're not going to be able to, they don't know how to create that space. So that's why, you know, it's so important to be listening to this podcast. So you're saying like... <laughs> <laughs> that could be edited Nothing out. Like plugging the content. <laughs> that could be edited out, Tim. You're saying that you're that talking about it. Yeah. Well, it takes the power away from it. Mm-hmm. Well, and what's interesting is one of the brain chemicals is oxytocin, mm. and that's the trust hormone. Yeah. Mm. When you wow. begin to build trust with somebody, when you start to identify and go, "You're, I'm like you, what it does is it releases a chemical in your brain that actually allows stress and anxiety to fall apart. Yeah. Right. Well, and the problem for me, at least growing up, was I'm looking at my father, right, who's, the, who's just my idol at yeah. this point, and he's going through stuff that I have no idea about, which I'm going through also, but I'm not connecting with him until now because of that, that lack of communication. And, and just like Chris said, that conversation, just it doesn't give power – or it takes the power away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and that if, – if, had that happened for me at least – that's what I hope to have with my kids. Mm. Where we're saying, like, I don't want them to figure out my sins. I'm just going to tell them, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what That's I mean. Yeah. Probably after like, you well, know, right, yeah. six or seven. <laughs> you know, I don't want to yeah. be like, hey, man, I am really stressed. Well, I tell you what, our kids like to identify with us. You just yeah. struck on it. You idolized your dad, and most kids up until at least they're 13 uh, idolize <laughs> their parents, uh, and then they don't want to be seen in public. That's fair That's right. with them. I'll take, but it, they still love to be with them right yeah and you know look i understand that you know tendency mm. we can overcome that though right sure. uh, yeah. we can be you know you talked about being fun in the home don't be necessarily the same person outside the home of trying to tease your kids or be fun mm. with them and yeah. you know because then they're not going to take it the same way right um, but i think that as we as we look at where our teens are if we do as you said share with them hey, you're like me in this area. They begin to then associate with you. And that can be the positive and the negative. Yeah. Uh, And then you can tell them maybe how you dealt with whatever it is that they're dealing with. Like you said, with stress and anxiety, if you understood that your dad was struggling with that, you'd you'd feel better even about the fact that you had a little. Sure, yeah. And and really it comes back full circle, like just asking those questions. You know, I mean, there's a lot of resources like the icebreaker questions or just going online to like word of life or uh, family life and just looking up, okay, conversation starters. How do I get that going? That was going to be my question to you, Jake, because you just came off the top of your head with a great question instead of just saying, what are you anxious about? Right. Right. Where do you come up with these questions? Right. And there's a lot of different resources, you know, family life, word of life, different podcasts you can listen to. Um, but really even just walking with them through your own personal devotional life. If you Mm. have one, you know, like, Hey, listen, here's what I'm seeing in scripture. What do you think about this? Right. Engage with them on that intellectual level is what I would say. So, and parents, just if you, if you haven't listened to anything else or haven't been paying attention to anything else, this podcast, (laughs) just lean in on this point. 
no matter how much your kid tries to push you away, you are still remaining as the most influential relationship yeah. mm-hmm. in their no life. No doubt. Yeah. More than their friends, more than the music they listen to. You are their constant uh, yeah. in their life. I hope you are their constant in their life. So you are the most influential on them. Yeah. As much as we want to say it's friends or whatever. The or youth studies. pastors. Yeah, yeah. Right. I right. love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're not the in competition <laughs> with you. We're trying to champion That's you. That's it. Yeah. Amen. The studies continually say the parents, they're the ones. Yeah. And, and one of the things is, are we trying to intentionally build trust with our yeah, kids um, a lot of the times we're just going from one thing to the next and it's not something that is uh, uh, focused on hey I, I want you to totally trust me but a lot of times it's a power struggle mm, and yeah, so we've yeah. got to intentionally equip and engage our kids and help them mm. hey here's a place where you can be powerful and make a choice here's a place where you know what I have to protect you and I have to step in yeah, here right and if we can define those areas of power then we ha- then we can identify trust spots this yeah. is good because i was gonna suggest maybe another practical thing okay um, i think a lot of anxiety in students comes from those lawnmower parents yeah that mm-hmm. control literally everything Every about their everything. lives so so i'd suggest and, and talk about this a little bit giving students control giving mm. children control a little bit of their lives and not when they're six but when they're you know teenagers preteens well how can they how can a parent empower them to give them a little control over their life and that's the key word chris empower yeah. that mm. is what we are doing we don't want to raise kids yeah we want to raise adults that's yeah. good yeah and that means that age appropriate and this is the other thing for for everyone that age is different right. i've got three yes. kids they all had different personalities. Yeah. It their freedoms came according to where they were, right. not according to the chronological age on the calendar. Yeah. yeah. And that's huge. And that's, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday where this parent didn't give their teen or their kids their cell phone on this on their birthday yeah. because then first you give the expectation that it's their phone exactly and then you give the expectation to the other kids that you get it on this birthday. You know yeah, when really exactly. it's very individual. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we started that with our kids, letting them know. Uh, right up front, the, the things that the older one did it was not necessarily yeah. going to mm-hmm. be what the time frame that it happened yeah. for the next one yeah. because they were all different, especially if you've got girls and boys. Well, yeah, well, oh, it yeah. was interesting. Somebody was asking my daughter, what, what are your parents' rules for dating? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting. We talk about it all the time. We talk about the relationship side of things. Right. We talk about coaching. But I, I over and over, I grew up in a Christian school. I saw those kids that you can't do X, Y, and Z until you're 16. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as 16 hit, hog yeah. wild. Oh, boy. It was like <laughs> rum spring out. Rum that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> that's what I was looking for, too, man. It was like. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with that, that is the uh, Amish talk term. Talk to an Amish person. Right. <laughs> Go to Lancaster. For a little bit of freedom. Brian yeah. only looks Amish. He's not really. <laughs> that's right. Amish yeah. paradise. Man. But yeah, <laughs> instead of. In, and this doesn't start as soon as they are 13 years old. We've got to be giving them responsibility. We've got to be allowing them to be walking beside us right. um, during this whole process. We are giving them freedom to fail yeah amen oh, oh yeah. but it makes so me good. look bad tim don't rescue <laughs> oh come on kids. don't tell yeah. me that it makes me look bad and this you know what this also you know we're talking about anxiety here this helps them to deal with anxiety yeah. well if absolutely. they have the freedom to fail if they get to 18 years old and we have rescued them every time and never given them the freedom to fail what do you think the stress is going to be when they get to college? Well, right, because you're robbing them from that problem-solving experience. So if they can't experience that, when all the problems hit when they get to college, they're like, 
I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I, mean? I just heard this concept recently of failing forward. Mm-hmm. So like failing, yeah, okay. failing, but learn like, cause yeah. how do we learn? We learn from our failures, you know, don't, you don't want to put your kid in a position to fail. And then like, they're scared to never try or do something yeah. ever again. But that's going to be the result if you've just been mowing every obstacle down in yeah, front of them. They're exactly. going to be paralyzed with their anxiety and right. fear and stress. But if you're giving them opportunities to to fail forward and then use that as a teachable moment, okay, what did we learn here? Mm-hmm. You know, like how yeah. how next time can we handle this? And you know, now you know not, what not to do, and just giving them practical things to do with that. And and maybe I don't know if Chris wants to speak to that at all. Well, the same podcast I was going to say that I was listening to yesterday. He said their senior year of high school, mm-hmm. he gets he takes all the restrictions off because yeah. they're about to have that right right? yeah and so he says you get that a year early but with a safety net you have me to rely on we can pick up the pieces together and it just gives them a taste of that freedom uh without restriction and and a little bit safer and hopefully that he hasn't done it just the senior year hopefully he's built oh Oh, right 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 Right. yes yes and it culminates all the restrictions go away progression (laughs) and and what's interesting that 17 18 year old brain is uh and you guys will see it through youth ministry but there's something in that I'm turned, I've turned 18 my senior year Yeah, and the kids who've graduated early, it's the same thing, except for they're two years into college, right. Right. but there's this 18 year old, like awareness mm. and like, like it just is amazing to see what happens that 18, yeah. 17, 18 year old, uh, frame of mind. Mm-hmm. There's a responsibility. There blooms. is. And they're beginning to, to discover themselves, but at the same time that, you talk about the responsibility looming, and that's a good word, yeah. because that is anxiety-inducing Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and, and a good resource to bring up uh, what Brian said about failing forward is John C. Maxwell's book, Failing Forward, right. okay. um, for parents yeah. out there. If you haven't read it, uh, it gives you the concept, it gives you the idea, uh, and it'll really get your mind's mind going that direction, mm. which, again, for even myself, you don't... <laughs> As parents, we don't want our kids to fail. No. Well, right? we don't want that. But, but the reality is, they have to. But the reality is, is a lot of the times it isn't because we aren't concerned about their well-being. It's <laughs> right. because it yeah, makes no, right. us, look, us bad. look bad. You're right. 100%. And if if we've got to get to the place where it's okay for my kid to fail, yeah. Like I tell my kids all the time, you can't embarrass me. I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Like, Amen go ahead that. and yeah. freak out in the store. I don't care. I'm a dad. You <laughs> know? Right. But so many you parents can't, can't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, uh, you know, talking about starting young on that. Yeah. Kids that throw temper tantrums in stores, they do it because they know that it will embarrass the parents Gain into control. silencing oh, them. Yeah. Yep, yep. And if you have learned, my kids knew, they knew that we would be late to something. We would be, you know, no matter what. Oh, I'm there on that one, man. Okay. <laughs> and Listen, that's the way it needs to be. It's true. Yeah. My son's two years old and he's just at that point where he's like, I know how you're going to react right now. So he just goes and does it. Uh-huh. And you have to. You have to just... Go ahead and cry. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> just sit there and just not ignore them because you know what they're doing, but right. in a sense, you got to ignore them. You but you've removed the power. Right. You've you completely know? taken that away from them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. And, and that is a process, as we said, that starts young. Yeah. Now, okay, here's a question. Somebody's listening to this for the first time and they're going, yeah, I wish I had known all this <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> sure. Well, there is a trust. Like I said, the biggest component I think is trust. A lot of parents aren't going for trust. A lot of parents are just in a constant battle because the kids don't trust them that they will ever have freedom. They're, yeah. they're saying, mm-hmm. you know what? Well, I'm going to do my own thing. There's got to be clear boundaries. You've got to be able to say, I, w- I know you want to get to this point in life. And 
most of the time we want unconditional love mm-hmm. and yeah. we not, want to know that we are valued and respected. Yeah. So if you're going to boil relationships down, those are the two things is, are those evident in your teen's life? If mm-hmm. they're not, they don't trust you. Yeah. Right. And so you've got to get to that spot where you're, they're unconditionally loved and I value you. You've got gifts, you've got talents. There's so many things in your life that I see as a benefit. And so that's where I would start as a, uh, as a parent, a latecomer. as a latecomer, <laughs> and, and and really empower those kids. You know who is it? The God more than just you, mm-hmm. but speak truth into their life, speak love into their life, because you know they're they're working through stuff by themselves, and they they don't they doubt themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I feel bad for firstborns. Any of you guys firstborns? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, Fair two firstborns. So. Okay. Baby because your family. parents, your parents <laughs> I learned from all your mistakes. That's exactly right. I'm like the oldest middle child, so okay. it's a weird dynamic. I'm a middle as well. Well, we're, a, we're perfect, so well, we didn't they didn't do any mistakes. My, <laughs> my wife always says to, to our oldest that she feels bad because yeah. she said, I learned on you. And feels like she relaxed as, you know, we mm. had the second and the third. Yeah. Uh, but firstborns definitely, and, and it shows up in their character. And sometime we're going to have to do one on uh, birth yes, order. Yes. Sure. Because uh, that is fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun to look at. Uh, and it does play into each aspect of the things that we've been talking about, anxiety and, and all those things. Because uh, certain firstborns feel a little more anxiety. A the responsibility, pressure. the pressure is on them. To perform. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, is there anything else we want to cover on anxiety uh, before we kind of wrap things up for today? And uh, we'll we'll uh, take a look at stress mm-hmm. different than anxiety on the next podcast. I think this is sort of a downer, but Wayne, if you could talk for just like... <laughs> Sort of Let's end. That's it's the greatest dry. lead. Ever. Wayne, can you Make drive it the, all the way to the ground? Right. People don't want to listen to the next really podcast. Get ready I'm for really this, sorry, but it's so so important. If if I, and I just I don't know. I picked Wayne. I feel like he'd be good to speak to this. Just take like ten or twenty seconds. What does a parent do if we're in a place of like self harm? You know, or like Ooh, yeah, you know, yeah. really really deep stuff. It, but it is. It's but it's important. Parents it's need to very know. Very important because it's what's happening right now, whether right. you realize it or not. Because that self harm. You know, it's not just the obvious. The yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking about lots of things yeah. that can go on self harm wise. Yeah. Well, and that goes. Uh, man, we could get, we could talk for hours on this because could the be a re- podcast. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it could be because the self harm uh, when they hurt themselves, it releases that endorphin, the mm. the same endorphin that uh, that comes out when we exercise. So it's an automatic self high, yeah. and it's a it's a way to to feel better about the stress. Now, um, I think parents don't understand that, though, because we yes. look at that and we go, what? You hurt yourself right. and you Why feel you better? That, that makes no yeah. sense. Right. Yep. Right. And then and, and the Yeah. So there's a lot of scientific. So I would say something when you get to the place where your child is just really, really struggling with anxiety, you need help. Yes, mm. please. Please go. Yes. And and the other thing is, is uh, as youth pastors, we are not therapists. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are not ca- like I. So you're saying don't send your kid to the youth pastor and say, you go talk. Go to them. fix That's them. Right. Right. Yes. right. We can't pray for them enough in some of these situations. Mm-hmm. We have got to be a part of a team that will join with you. And in, and in the psychology world, there's a wraparound. There's a wraparound where there's a community of people who will come around a, a person or a child and help them out. Yes. So yeah. you've got to realize, number one, if your child is struggling with this, you, you need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
in and recruit a team. And the other part is, is this is going to be, this isn't just something that's going to be fixed quickly. Yeah, right? Right. This is something that you need to, you're going to, you might even have to put your job on hold. Hmm. You might have to put your career on hold in order to help your child get your family get right through this. Right. Yeah. And so way more important right. than yeah. the dollars. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Big time. I mean, uh, because you'll be paying for it now or you'll be paying for it later. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's those are two things that really pop into my head is just like slow it down and what got you here if we keep doing it, it's going to keep you here. Right. And so like, so we, as youth pastors, we love students. We want to encourage them. We want to encourage parents, but we aren't the ones that are going to be, we didn't, we don't really know the brain chemistry and what's going on in these kids' lives. So you do need help. You need, there's foundations, Christian counseling. Some yeah. of these kids need to be able to get to a doctor mental and, health is and so mental important. health. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another five podcasts yeah. <laughs> really with uh, mental health, yeah. but yeah, know that you're not alone too. the, the Chris shared all those statistics. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. People want to help start to utilize those things, but it's going to be a shift if you know, your kids are there. Yeah. And I'm glad you t- more, took more than 10 or 20 seconds. Cause yeah. that was all very good. That Absolutely. was really good. Absolutely. Well, we are going to come back uh, next podcast. We're going to talk about stress because uh, stress is different than anxiety. Stress usually has to do with the external. Uh, Brian, you touched on it just a bit when you were talking about your thing that, that gives you anxiety, which is spreading yourself too thin. And that can be that stressor point where we've got so many things firing at us all at once Mm. that can really set us off, so Mm. to speak. And if you are looking at your kid and you're like, they got some anger issues. They got some, that can be a sign that they've got some anxiety or that the stress is too much and we need to help relieve them of that and teach them how to relieve themselves of it as well. Legally. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, catch it early. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that in. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. I appreciate that. So uh, look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And it's been great fun talking to you guys. I love seeing your perspective. I love hearing what you have to share. And every time we're going to, I'm going to go around again just so that you can say, oh, yeah, that's the voice I was hearing. I'm Tim Madera, WRGN. I'm, I'm Wayne Morgan, National Network. Uh, Brian Krause, Youth Pastor at Cross Creek. Chris McNaney from Harvest Church. Jake Claypool from Nebo Baptist Church. And there you go. We're glad that you have been along with us for this Parenting Stuff podcast. Talk to you next time about stress. Mm-hmm.